Hey everyone, welcome back to the Criminology Academy podcast where we are criminally academic. My name is Jose Sanchez. And my name is Jen Tosleib. Today's episode is our combination episode where where we are reflecting on our fifth semester of episodes, spring 2022, and also looking forward to our next semester, which is summer 2022, which will air in just a couple of days on May 30th. So grab something good to drink and eat, sit back, and we hope you enjoy the conversation. All right. So it's been a little while since Jose and I introduced ourselves. So we're just going to do a quick, short conversation on what's new with us, talk about the goals of the podcast again, super briefly, and then get into our reflection and looking forward to the new semester. Um, So Jose, why don't you start off with introductions? Okay. So since the last time with we did these. I believe I have advanced to candidacy. Uh, So I have finished my fourth year in the program. I'm a PhD candidate. Will hopefully be defending my prospectus soon. And my main research interests are uh, gangs and criminal networks, specifically how we address gangs either through programming or legislation and evaluating uh, those programs. And I just finished up my fifth year in the sociology department at the University of Colorado Boulder. Um, And I'm defending my prospectus this summer, like early August. Um, And then, yeah, job market, dissertation, all that good stuff. As far as my research goes, it typically or primarily focuses on criminological theory and empirical tests of it in corrections and prisoner reentry and also looking at the intersection between individual differences and social influences. So yeah, we're super excited or super exciting bunch here. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's just for those of you who are new to the podcast, that's kind of who we are. Um, As far as the goals of the podcast go, we have three different main core different series. The first of it, which is our... uh, our research episodes, which also include highlighting PhD student research. But the main goal of these, and Jose, feel free to jump in, um, is to just kind of break down the research that we do in academia for more of a public audience um, that, you know, disseminates all of the cool work that we do in a way that's accessible and also empirically driven. Uh, The next series that we have is our reflection series, and that typically is we when we invite um, academics that are nearing the end of their career or have officially retired, and we just look back on all the contributions that they've made to the field um, and how they ended up in the field in the first place, uh, some advice. Um, where what they think about the current state of the field and where they would like to see it go in the future. And then our final series currently is our grad life series. And these ones are really fun because we invite on either current students or very recently graduated students to talk about the different trials, I guess you could say, that PhD students go through. So all of the different stages in the program. Um, We have things like the first year of grad school, all the way up to the dissertation, prospectus, defense, and tons of things in between. And 
our episodes typically drop every two weeks. Uh, the end of the semester, we typically bundle them up a little closer to each other, but um, through our regular schedules every two weeks. And it is available wherever you get your podcasts, either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Audible. All right. So shall we dig into the good stuff? Sure. Let's start looking back. Okay. So our first episode of spring 2022 was looking or talking to Grant Tijin. Okay. Grant Tijin and Jennifer Ortiz. Um, two different professors who look primarily at convict criminology. Um, really, we this is the first episode that we've done on this subject, and a lot of it is kind of just figuring out what this subdiscipline is, what their goal is, what it's about. Um, and then we did also look at a manuscript that they're currently working on publishing. I guess I haven't checked to see if it, those it- of you know they released a, uh, on Twitter, they announced that it had been officially published. I, I can't remember cool. exactly what journal it is. I think we mentioned it in the episode. Yeah. Um, but this conversation was really neat. It was really cool to have both of them on because they were able to provide some different perspectives on convict criminology from their own personal experiences um, and then also their research. Yeah. And some of the uh, I don't know if controversy is the right word Probably for it, controversy. but yeah, there's some controversy with the name of convict criminology. And there was a big discourse as to why that name was chosen and why they feel like they should be able to use whatever language they see, uh, they deem fit for themselves. And I, and that's really the crux of the article that we talk about in the episode. Yeah. And I also liked how they mentioned that not everyone who studies this or who would fall under the label that they're using, convict criminologist, actually goes by that. And so kind of being aware that not everyone wants to be called that and that that's okay too. Um, Yeah. Yeah. They talk about three camps, the people that want to embrace the convict criminology label, the people that oppose the convict criminology label, and the people that are more of the, we don't really care what you call us mindset, as long as we can start working towards changing the way that we're treated. Yeah, it was a really cool conversation. It, this was an episode, I think, is this one that I wanted to do like right out of the gate when we started this podcast? I think it yes. is. Yes, yeah, it is. And yeah, and so we finally got it done. Um, and it, I think it was actually one of our more popular episodes too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's been so yeah. really well listened to. Yeah. yeah. Our next episode was with Joan Reed out of the University of South Florida. And we talked to her about human trafficking uh, and some of the work that she's done that. Um, she mainly focuses with um, juveniles that get trafficked. And we talk about some of the work that led to her becoming a researcher and how her research is being applied to address human trafficking in Florida. Uh, It's one of the more heartbreaking episodes, I would say, that we've had um, on the podcast. Yeah, but I mean, her research is interesting, too, because we talk about, you know, the typical 
like if you were to think about who is a juvenile who is getting trafficked and then her article kind of challenges that dominant perspective to show that there's a lot of variation um, amongst all of these individuals. But the primary like key factor amongst everyone was that they just didn't really have anyone looking out for them. Right, Jose? Yeah, yeah, that was like the the big one. Uh, But yeah, she we talked, she really wanted to drive home that a lot of people focus on like, your what they perceive to be like, the perfect example of what a human trafficking victim is, um, or what like their uh, history might look like, Mm -hmm. but that that is not a universal thing. Yeah. And this was one of the episodes you've wanted from the beginning. So we kind of had these two back to back um, that we really have been talking about for a long time. Yeah. Um, Our next episode was our, what we're like in the background calling our class reunion episodes, (laughs) but our reflection episode for this semester, because we try and do one of those each semesters. Um, And this was with Robert Sampson from out of Harvard. Um, And this is also one that we've been wanting to do for quite some time. And so in this episode, we talk about, as Jose mentioned, kind of the goals of these episodes, um, Rob Sampson's past, what led him into criminology, Um, And then we really go through, you know, his two main contributions to criminology, um, looking at neighborhoods and then our communities and life course criminology. And then, of course, talk about his views, what he thinks about the current field and gave us, you know, some optimism about where the field is headed and all of these different ideas that he has and would like to see being done. Yeah, it was a great conversation. I, I will say one of my favorite parts was when we got into the life course um, discussion and more so with some of the criticisms that get levied against life course. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think, and I actually use this in my class um, when talking about like collective efficacy and social disorganization. One of my favorite parts was actually when he was like talking about his kids and how his neighbors came over one day and was like, you know, your kids and some other kids are out here destroying mailboxes on bikes. right? (laughs) Do you remember that? (laughs) Why it like stands out in my head. Um, It's just funny. Yeah. It was just an interesting um, having like the theoretical collective efficacy and then kind of hearing like a lived experience that yeah. sort of uh, illustrates it. Yeah, that yeah. was super interesting. Our next episode after that was with um, Rebecca Bucci, who's actually doing um, a postdoc with Rob Sampson. Mm-hmm. And we were not intentional with that timing. It just kind of sort of worked out that way. Um, we actually wanted to capture Rebecca Bucci when she was still a student, and we were just a little bit too late. But. Yeah, by the time like her name sort of came across, she was already in the process of defending her dissertation and yeah. on her way out. Yeah, it just ended up having to work out that way. She was pretty nervous having to go after her <laughs> her boss, but I she mean, wouldn't everyone great. be? <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it was great. We talked to her about adolescent development, uh, specifically how pubertal timing might um, correlate with delinquency uh specifically was it early onset or early pubertal timing 
Um, or I think early onset and late yeah. onset of and yeah. Late onset, I, if I remember correctly, had was had like a protective effect. I don't remember if it exactly had a protective effect. I think that's the theoretical way of thinking about like it. But I effects. don't. Yeah, I don't remember exactly. I mean, most of the findings were about the early onset. Um, yeah. So I know we briefly need to go back and listen the, to our episode. I know. I know. <laughs> Um, and then, but then we also ended up, ended the, uh, the conversation with some of the work that's coming out of her dissertation. We didn't get into it too much, uh, because it's still a work in progress. This was also had one of the hardest words for me to say in the entire podcast <laughs> life. Um, still working on it, but pubertal, pubertal. Yeah. Yeah. We had, I think before we started recording, we had like a five minute discussion on how yes. to pronounce it because I think she mentioned that someone in, on her committee pronounced it as pubertal yes I think so and um, yeah so <laughs> so we ended up just calling it PT PT yeah um from here we went we kind of switched it up a little bit um and this is actually one episode that Jose has been giving it his all to get someone on to talk to us about, but we really wanted to do like a CSI criminalistics type episode. Um, I think a lot of this probably stemmed from Jose, your undergrad master's experiences, more undergrad, right? Yeah. So I came from a criminal justice and criminalistics uh, school. They had like their undergrads are required to take, I want to say just one uh, criminalistics course as intro to forensic science. I know that one's for sure required. I took three. Um, and so- Overachiever. I know, <laughs> I know. I, I took intro crime scene management. And then there was one about sex crimes that I, that I like have vague memories about that class. Uh, yeah. but it was super interesting and then I know tv shows like CSI are super popular uh, I mean yeah. they've been on tv for what seems like an eternity now yeah uh, and so I just I just thought it'd be super interesting to kind of bring a little bit of that other side of of the pond that we tend to uh, dabble in yeah, yeah so we finally after many different tries, we got Dr. Kathy Corrado on here um, to talk with us. She's had over 25 years of like practitioner experience in the field um, and specializes in um, DNA analysis. Yeah. And she's for, at Syracuse. Yeah. And she was yeah. awesome to talk to. Um I know I've actually already referred one undergrad to, t- to speak with her uh, who's interested in DNA analysis. So she's very open to speaking with anyone who has an interest in the topic too. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, our next guest, and I think it's safe to say we could say he's, he's a good friend of, of the podcast, uh, yeah. um, was... Zach Rowan from Simon Fraser University in Canada. And we talked to him about co-offending and the diffusion of responsibility. And this episode was hatched at ASC. Mm-hmm. Um, 2021. And, yeah. Shoot, where were we? 
Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> the deep dish in the Merlot shots. <laughs> yeah. So that's where that episode uh, came to fruition. And we recorded with him a few months later. And yeah. Zach was a lot of fun to talk to. And it's really yeah. interesting work. Like how many people um, like impact how much responsibility you take. And we even touched on how many is too many where you might actually start feeling maybe not responsibility, but guilt over what's happening. Yeah. And like your, your role in a group co-offending experience, whether it was like your idea or if you're someone following along. Um, yeah, lots of different topics. And he has many more um, ideas stemming off from this. It was like after we did this episode with Zach, I almost thought, you know, maybe we should have a series about like co-offending and decision making. So we've had a number of people on to talk about that subject, but in different ways. At yeah. This point. Um, then from there, we also were, as we've noted before, we're trying to hit like all of the different divisions of the American Society of Criminology. And so we've been throwing around um, rural criminology for quite some time now, trying to figure out exactly who we wanted to talk to. And so we got Walter DeCessoretti from West Virginia University on the podcast. And we talked about rural criminology generally, but then also went into um, victimization of women in rural areas. That episode was also fun. (laughs) What? What were you going to say? I was going to say, I... I really like this episode because it's it was not really it didn't go how I thought it would <laughs> in like the best of ways. Yeah, because we also talked a lot about um, crim theory and sort of like what grad school yeah. looks like these days as opposed to what it used to be like. Mm-hmm. Um, and data and data collection. Yeah. yeah. And Walter, Walter had some pretty strong opinions on, mm-hmm. on the field. So it was, it was, I wasn't really sure what to expect going into it, but it was certainly not what we got. Um, yeah. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. And it was definitely, it like developed through the conversation too. I think some of those points were, you know, tangents to our main questions, um, but they definitely added to the podcast episode in a very cool way. Yeah, absolutely. And and we didn't necessarily stick to only rural crime in the U.S. Mm-hmm. We also talked about it internationally. And Walter yeah. made a point that um, rural areas are very commonplace in the mm-hmm. U.S. and outside of the U.S. Our next episode after that was with Stephanie DePietro. I really wish we you exactly. I think it's DePietro, but it could also we be never DiPietro. asked you, we Stephanie. Never asked. I know we're so sorry. I'm we sorry have, if we're butchering your name this whole time. We have failed you. <laughs> uh, and we talked to her about actually a topic that ended up being a little uh, hitting closer to home than uh, mm-hmm. I thought it would. And we talked about the impacts that um, war and genocide and violence can have on criminal behavior. And um, so, like I mentioned in the episode, my dad was a child soldier in El Salvador. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of what we talked about kind of started to resonate with me. Um, and then she also had some good 
points or at least you had a point to make about using the term risk factors and um, why she doesn't necessarily agree with using that terminology. Yeah. Anyone who's doing research on this subject and you need some good like quotes too. um, Stephanie drops a lot of really good ones. I think throughout the episode, we Jose and I always pick out quotes for like our Instagram account and Twitter. And I think this one was more difficult to pick the ones we wanted to use just because there were so many good ones. Yeah, so many. Um, From here, we had our grad life episode for the semester. And this one hit home for Jose and myself as we're in this process right now. But we talked with Shannon Magnuson, who just recently graduated from George Mason University, and Brandon Tragel, who also is a recent graduate of the University of Nebraska-Omaha. Um, I think when we had this conversation, which was on the dissertation proposal, prospectus, and defense, I think Shannon had just defended her actual dissertation, and Brandon was like a few days later. So they were like still very fresh um, from this experience. And this episode was so much fun for me to record. Um, totally different people and how they went about this part of the program, which was, I think, like the perfect combination. Um, so that way, if you're in this moment and you don't know which way you fall or how you work or if your work style fits, they both did it very differently and they were both mm-hmm. successful in it. Um yeah. yeah, this episode was great, too. So the way that we usually do our grad life episodes, because it's kind of hard to um, find people to record with, it's usually people that we've had some type of previous contact with, um, not always, and this was one of those cases. Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't know Shannon, we didn't know Brandon, we just kind of cold emailed, uh, yeah. and they were gracious enough to accept, um, which we really appreciate. And they were both awesome like and I know Shannon keeps keep is was just like in awe of Brandon but Shannon had really good stuff too so oh yeah don't sell yourself short Shannon no we you both need like a life channel you could do one together like a life coaching channel I hope we just made like like one of the like a connection for them and they can like yeah have yeah come together yeah and show the different styles of being successful yeah, absolutely. And then our final episode was a odd one because it didn't necessarily, it doesn't necessarily fall into the camps that we've touched on. But what we decided to do for this one was uh, we came up with a series of questions and invited previous guests, alumni, if you will, uh, <laughs> to answer one or two questions in one to two minute clips. Um, and then we made a compilation episode and that was a lot of fun to do a lot of work. Um, I don't know if I'm super eager for us to do another one anytime soon. (laughs) Well, we've got like a year and a half before it would be time for the next one. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Like the advice is great. Talking to everyone was great. Catching up with some of them was awesome. The having so many audio files and having to kind of glue them together was not as fun. Yeah. So for those who haven't listened to this one yet, we had 25 different people 
and they had an option of either recording and sending something into us, or we did like little zoom meetings and had people zoom in and we just did clip quick recordings of everyone. Um, but like Jose mentioned, you know, each of them are sending one to two, sometimes three ish different answers to questions. Um, and that did all fall on Jose's shoulder. So I think it turned out great and yeah. awesome job, Jose. You did a great job. And in true academic fashion, not everyone stuck to the timeline. Ooh. Yes, this is true. <laughs> but some people were also short. So it, yeah, it so it, bal- it, it, it balanced out. Yeah, yeah. it's I like think a it solid ended up being what, like an hour. hour. Yeah. 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 But, and that advice is kind of, unique because right now we're really focusing as far as the advice portion goes, we're really focusing in on grad school because that's where Jose and I are in our current academic trajectory. But we also include some stuff for people on the job market, for assistant professors, um, those kinds of questions as well. Who's your biggest influence? I think there's eight different questions. So Mm -hmm. favorite academic book. Yeah. Staying up on the literature, which was A, a good one. Yeah. Lots of different answers for that one, if I remember right. Cool. Well, that kind of concludes our, what, 10 episodes for spring 2022. Let's move on. Let's look forward to the future. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. So <laughs> I thought you were going to go. Um, so I did the compilation 20- one. Okay. Summer 2022, we have um, a shorter, different series here because the summertime is shorter for us here on the podcast, but we have seven seven episodes coming to you. Um, of course, a good mixture of our research episodes, a reflection episode in there, and then I think we're planning on um, one grad life episode and then a graduate student research highlight experience. Yeah, so for our reflection episode, we will have Del Elliott, um, who has been um, very influential in the juvenile justice arena, specifically um, programs to address juvenile delinquency. Um, he was, able, he's one of the founding members, right, of Blueprints. Yeah, I think he is like the founding member. Yeah, so. Um, Quickly, Blueprints is uh, actually Jen's probably better at describing it than I am since she worked for Blueprints for a small period of time. Um, but it basically compiles uh, programs and they get um, what is it? Promising and what's the other label? Um, it's like a promising program and a effective program. Right now. I'm program. sorry, friend. <laughs> what? <laughs> It's like promising and effective. Oh, mm. we are bungling this up so bad. <laughs> I'm sorry, Fred and Pam. I should know this better by now. And Dell. But yes, Blueprints, I mean, it's like a premier registry for program evaluations. They have, I mean, I have helped look at studies and kind of evaluate them. Um, their criteria are very um, well described. They know exactly what they're looking for. Um, and it's, you know, incredibly comprehensive. And so we talked to Dell about that a little bit, um, 
as it is his career reflection. So we did touch on that, but mostly on his crime prevention and programming um, aspects, what he thinks makes up a good program, some programs that are ineffective, but still being used today. And we've already recorded that one. So that's going to be the first one slated to come out on May 30th. Our next episode after Dallas is going to be with Cassia Spawn from Arizona State University. And we are going to be talking to her about um, sexual assault and policing sexual assault and um, false accusations and whether um, how or how rare those are or how common they are. Um, I don't think either one of us really knows. So, no. um, but that is something that we're interested in finding out. Yeah, looking forward to learning more about it. Um, Next up, we have someone from the University of Denver, um, Mike Campbell. On this episode, we talked, we really wanted to focus in on like historical criminology and state policy and law. And so we talked about. It's uh, those legislation, whether legislation was passed, whether. And there was a few other things um, where it might have not been like a legislative overhaul, but it might have tweaked the process in which certain things were being done um, in incarceration settings. Yes. Um, That episode was actually really fun, too. I didn't know exactly um, how it was going to go, but Mike is a fantastic presenter. And yeah. Yeah, he crushed it. Our next episode, and this one's been in the works for a while. um, Mm -hmm is with Valerie Jenis over at the University of Irvine. Uh, And we're going to be talking to her about prison experiences, specifically with the LGBTQ plus community. Yeah, and also talking um, about some newer projects that she has in the works, um, which is related to some legislature in California. We're also going to have at some point, our graduate life episode, which we are hoping we haven't planned this one yet, but our goal is to actually talk about the job market. Um, we're planning on having two episodes about the job market, one related to um, academia and then one related to the all ACK market. And so this first one, given the timeline of everything, we're hoping to focus on the academic job market first. And just like usual, we'll try and get two to three people um, to talk with us about that and their experiences navigating the job market. Yep, that should be a good one. Um, Our next episode after that is going to be with Andrea Montes over at Arizona State University. And we're gonna talk to her about private prisons and some of the differences between private prisons and the state or federally run prisons. Um, And yeah, she's done some work in that area. I believe also um, some of like the costs that are involved with uh, those institutions. Yeah. Um, And we know her research has kind of shifted. Um, She's still doing work on privatization, but if I remember right, the article we're going to be talking about is a couple of years old, but we're going to try and keep the conversation rather general too. Um, I know a lot of people in the public have a lot of thoughts and opinions and ideas about private prisons. And so we're hoping to dig into this more um, and figure out exactly what they are and how they run um, as much as we possibly can. Yep. 
And then, um, of course, we're also, since we didn't have one this last semester, and our goal is to have one every single semester, but we want to highlight some amazing graduate student research. Um, and we might just try and get someone who's international. We're not sure yet. We haven't figured out who we want to talk to at this point, but hoping as usual to highlight the awesome work that us grad students can also do. Yep, absolutely. And that is what we have in the works for the podcast right now. It should be a real good semester. I mean, all of our semesters are good. Um, Oh, you try and make them good. Yeah. And hopefully you and I are getting better at this. Fingers crossed. Let us know, everyone. Are we getting worse or better or staying the same? We're not sure. We haven't gotten any feedback like that yet. So yeah, I don't know. I feel like you like you and I got carried by our guests in the first few episodes we ever did. Oh, well, yeah, we had no idea what we were doing. Yeah. Um, Well, truth be told, we're still getting carried by our guests in every episode. I mean, it's all about our guests anyway. Yeah. So that's why we try to keep ourselves to a minimum. We We come up with the questions and then we let the conversation. And then we get out of the way. (laughs) But are we doing better at our questions? Are we doing better facilitating the conversation? Let us know what you want more of and what you want less of. Um, We're learning along the way. It's still only been a year and a half, a little over a year and a half, I guess. September will be our two-year anniversary of the podcast so fall time but yeah yeah. well thank you very much everyone for listening we really appreciate it and as always i'd like to thank my co-host the kobe to my shack (laughs) i was wondering what you came up with (laughs) see jose always makes me feel like i'm super uncreative he always comes up with these awesome pairings and then i just sit here and i'm like yeah Thanks so much to you too. (laughs) But no, all of this, um, it wouldn't be possible without Jose. So thank you for going on this journey with me. And thank you to all of you, our listeners, for tuning in and hearing what we come up with. (laughs) Yeah, it's something to look forward to. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Criminology Academy podcast where we are criminally academic. My name is Jose Sanchez. And I'm Jen Toslieb. Today's episode is our typical combination episode where we, where we, oh my God, no, start over. (laughs) This is, no, this is staying in. No, (laughs) we're starting over. (laughs) No, I like this. We're, we're sticking with it. (laughs) Keep going, keep going. We're not keeping that. We are keeping this. Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) Today's episode is our combination episode where we are reflecting on our fifth 
the fifth semester of episodes that they're sixth no oh my god we're starting over stop it stop hey everyone welcome back to the criminology academy podcast where we're criminally academic my name is jose sanchez and i'm jen Tosleeb. Today's episode is our combination episode where we are reflecting on our fifth semester of episodes, spring sixth 2022. Semester. What? It's our sixth semester. No, spring yeah. is our, no, spring 2022 is our fifth. I thought you said it was the sixth. No. Oh, we're going to have to start over again. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. Fall Aww. 2020, spring 2021. Summer 2021, fall 2021, spring 2022. Okay. 